Introducing Shakti Power with best-selling author, priestess, and sacred dancer, Zinnia Gupte. Learn the wisdom of Shakti Power and invite greater beauty, intuition, and magic into your life. Enjoy ancient mantras, meditations, and supportive techniques to help you unlock and activate your sacred feminine power. And now, Shakti Power with Zinnia. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to Shakti Power. And uh, today is a jam-packed episode around boundaries. Today's show is Boundaries, Boundaries, the Key to Personal Power. It's a topic that many women have written in to me to discuss, and so I'm happy to share that on the show today. But before we get started, want to make a few announcements. Um, my goodness, there's so much going on, and I'm overjoyed to share all this with you. My new book, Messages from Shakti, has been released. It's been a, a number one bestseller in women's personal growth and development on Amazon. Please check it out. It's on Kindle as well as paperback. So that's recently launched, and I have book signings coming up and a book tour in New York and Los Angeles. So I'll be sharing those dates with you all. And if you're in the area, please come and join. I'd love to meet you in person and um, share all that Shakti love that I have to give. Also, the Shakti Power Mentorship and Group Coaching is officially launching this year in May. And to give people a taste of that, on April 25th, I'm holding a free webinar online for everyone, but mostly for you. And the name of this webinar is Reclaim Your Power and Truth, How to Use Shakti to Step into Your Power, Express Your Gifts and Truth. So whatever is frustrating you or making you feel like a victim, let's solve that. Let's let's really look into what that I'm not enough story is, and I'll support you in healing your voice and visibility wounds, and the webinar will be for one hour. The point is um, to give you guys a hands-on experience of what Shakti Power Mentorship and Group Coaching feels like by giving a webinar that shows you the kind of work we do. Every month, we go deep into removing fear and focusing on generating more power. This power, in turn, helps you to recreate and up-level your life. So I hope you join us. Um, you can find information on the webinar, Reclaim Your Power and Truth, on ShaktiPriestess.com. It should be the first blog article. There should be some promotion on the side. Um, but it is April 25th, so please save the date. Okay, so let's get into boundaries, boundaries. What are personal boundaries? Um, I think they are different for everyone. For me, healthy personal boundaries means taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions. It does not mean that you take responsibility for the actions or emotions of others. And, you know, I see this so much in families, in coaching, in relationships, women, empaths, and intuitives, and sensitive people, because they're so open and receptive, are prone to having poor boundaries. When you have strong boundaries, they protect you. Boundaries help you to not leak power and, to, and to, for you not to feel over-responsible for anyone else other than yourself. So here's how people with poor boundaries typically behave. There, it's like one or two ways. 
those who take too much responsibilities for the emotions and actions of others. And the second way is those who expect others to take too much responsibility for their own emotions, actions. So the first one is like a rescuer, a fixer, someone who wants to save you. And the second scenario is like a victim who expects everyone to just help them all the time. And guess what? These two types of people always attract one another. Some signs that indicate that you lack strong boundaries are you feel like people are taking advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain. You're addicted to rescuing people and fixing their problems, saving them. It gives you a high. Your relationships can be intense and they feel like a roller coaster ride of emotional highs and lows. You are always in the middle of a drama. You make up problems to get attention and feel loved. That's kind of your way, your survival mechanism to feel loved, adored, and cherished. You need validation and approval from friends, family, work colleagues, and partners. So if you answered yes to even just a few of the above, one or two or three, then you set and maintain poor boundaries in your relationships. If you answered a yes to most of the questions, then, you know, you definitely have poor boundaries. It would be a good choice to start getting your emotional needs met so you're not starved for that emotional nourishment that you're truly desiring and seeking. What ends up happening, and I have been through this, I've had poor boundaries all my life with my family, at work, with partners. So I am very compassionate to anyone who is going through this process. When you come out on the other side, however, you're so much stronger. So I just want to emphasize that there's always a way to shift from victim to victorious, to empowered, okay? So what ends up happening is when we don't have our needs met, there's this invisible emotional hole that starts to form inside of ourselves. And we want to fill it with all our might because we feel empty, so we become extremely needy and we tend to develop, you know, emotional vampiric tendencies where we want to hook on to people and use their light and their emotions and their power and energy to fill us up. And that's not good. We, we really need to be self-sufficient, self-sustaining people with access to our own energy, our own power, our own source of strength. And we can do that. We don't need to be overly needy and codependent on other people. This just means that we are not confident of our own personal tools and resources. And so we need to start looking at what those are and really identifying ourselves with being a creator, being empowered, and helping ourselves and you know, not falling into the traps of helplessness and powerlessness. So here are some scenarios of poor boundaries. I really want to paint a picture in this show of what it looks like to have poor boundaries and what it looks like to have stronger boundaries so that you guys know exactly, you know, when you've crossed that line or when someone is crossing that line with you. So here's a scenario of poor boundaries. This is someone saying to you, you can't go anywhere without me. What if you meet someone? You know how jealous I get. Please stay home with me. And um, the person who's on the receiving end of the statement might say to his friends, hey, sorry, guys, I can't go out with you tonight. My girlfriend gets really angry when I, go, when I go out without her. So in both of those scenarios, 
one person is being over-responsible and one person is expecting the other person to be responsible for her loneliness. Here's another example. My employees are helpless and I'm always frustrated because I have to tell them how to do their jobs. Well, why? Why don't you give them training or suggest that they do some training on their own? Um, staff people that can mentor them, you know, staff it in an appropriate way. There's options to this. So that statement, my employees are helpless and I'm always frustrated, that's a, that's a victim statement. That's someone with poor boundaries. There's options and resources they can tap into to make their employees more productive. Here's another scenario of poor boundaries. I'd love to spend a summer in the Mediterranean, but my husband would never allow that financially. Really? Why is your desire to do something passionate about your life limited by what your partner would never allow you to do? That means that you need to summon courage and have a conversation with him. That means you need to summon trust and know that you can do this and your relationship will, will survive this. And that two partners who are in an ultimate loving relationship, you know, help one another achieve their dreams. So, um, you know, please don't ever give up your dreams because your partner, your mother, or someone in your life disapproves. There's always a way to discuss it, to negotiate. Here is another scenario of a poor boundary. I can date you, but can you not tell my friend Susie she gets really jealous when I have a boyfriend and she doesn't? So in each scenario, the person is either taking responsibility for actions, emotions that are not theirs, or they are demanding that someone else take responsibility for their actions and emotions. And people with high self-esteem, they have stronger personal boundaries than this. It's important to be clear where you begin and where you end. When you are clear about who you are, what you want, what you need, desire, expect, what you deserve, and when you stay true to that, well, you, you have strong boundaries, you know, and you also have high self-esteem, you have emotional strength, self-respect, and you won't allow other people to push you over. You won't allow yourself to be a doormat to other people's demands. So if it's unclear who is responsible for what, whose fault is what, why you're doing what you're doing, you'll, you'll never develop a strong identity for yourself. And this is where our work begins. And it's wonderful. To do this kind of work is very strengthening. You know, and to see yourself going from a victim stance into an empowered stance, that shows you that you're growing and that you're expanding and that you're transforming. And that's what life is all about. For me, at least, I think that life is about growth. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to express our gifts. We are here to become self-sufficient, interdependent, loving, harmonious people that you know, speak our truth, we're shining our gifts, and we're sharing that love with the world. So boundaries is a really great way to start that transformation because it helps you strand strong inside of yourself. It's also equally important to express your needs and wants without shame. I see this so much with women and my clients, my community that, you know, we're we're shy about expressing our needs. We we don't speak up. We're not vocal about it. 
So for instance, if you're really into belly dance, but your boyfriend makes you feel guilty about going to classes because he gets lonely when you're not around and he's jealous that you're displaying all this sensuality and beauty so openly to others, then you're not owning that aspect of your identity. Dance is now something you do and not something you are. So it becomes inauthentic. And it eats away at your desire to express yourself, who you are. You know, if you love belly dancing, if you love classical dancing, if you love pole dancing, if you love strip dancing because it unleashes a certain part of you, then do that. You don't own anyone an explanation. You don't owe anyone an explanation. That does not serve you, okay? So do you stay true to that desire to express yourself? Or do you drop dancing for your boyfriend? What if your mother doesn't approve next? Where do you draw the line? So this becomes dependence on external approval, and it will drive your self-esteem lower. So what do you love to do? Make a list and stick to that. What times are 100% for you? Stick to that. What are your non-negotiable activities? You know, when you come into your home after work and you close the door, honey, for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm going to unwind. Please don't interrupt me. Please watch the kids for these 20 minutes. Or honey, I'm going to class. Or friends, don't call me. Don't leave me messages. This is my release time. So it's okay for you to have those boundaries state those boundaries, and have non-negotiable activities where it's only your time, okay? Having strong boundaries in intimate relationships is also important. Boundary issues are the most difficult to deal with in the family level. I mean, I think everyone can attest to that. Going home for Thanksgiving and Christmas can be uncomfortable for many people because you can always end a relationship with a partner but you can't just walk away from your parents or your uncle or your cousins, right? They're there. So people who lack boundaries because they have a high level of neediness or codependence, it's harder for them to navigate through family situations and family drama. And um, they don't think that they're worthy of love based on who they are. They believe they have to sacrifice some part of their identity and become likable by their family. So, you know, this leads to all kinds of behavior, people pleasing, emotionally immature behavior like jealousy, possessiveness, telling lies to the family, manipulation, hiding yourself, deception. So it's really about emerging as an adult and standing true to yourself and not being afraid of speaking your truth, not being afraid of being who you are, being true to yourself. You don't have to please anyone. I received um, a question from a community member in the Shakti Power community. And I'd love to read her question out loud. She um, asked for advice for some laser coaching that we do on Facebook. And this is what she said. I feel emotionally drained every time I have a phone call from my brother about how he is so miserable, he just doesn't know what to do with himself. He always calls and wants to complain or talk about his latest crisis when I'm at work or in the middle of a career-defining project, something that's really important to me. Sometimes I feel like he's overly dependent on me. I'm not sure he is struggling on some level. And before I felt like a monster for turning him down. But enough is enough. 
and I don't want to put his fires out and stress over his well-being anymore. That's his job. How do I put my foot down and communicate this to him? What a great question. And thank you so much for really laying out your situation with such specific um, detail. So breaking the cycle of a toxic person sucking on your energy can feel unnatural, even uncomfortable at first. And, you know, many loving, nurturing, and compassionate people I know, women and men, are taught to be good and always be there for other people. So it's probably not in your nature to turn someone down. Um, It's probably not in your nature to turn someone down that you love, who needs your help. However, when you do save and rescue your loved ones, check in. You know, check to see, does it really ever actually make their problems go away? So I'm going to give you some strategies and some statements on how you can navigate through this. You can always say to your brother, I'm not available right now. I have an important project that I'm preparing for, and this means a lot to me. Do you have another outlet that will help you right now? Running, yoga, meditation, you know, whatever that list is. This way you're standing up for your needs. You're letting him know that you're not available that there's something that's very important to you and your needs that you need to attend to, you hear them that they're going through something and you're asking them to make a choice and to own their problem by, you know, expressing that through another outlet. And you're saying this in a very kind way. So that's one way you can um, position yourself with your brother. If your brother continues to dump his problems on you, you can use something called a redirecting technique. So if he says, you know, I, I'm going through a crisis and I, I really need you right now. I need you to drop everything that you're doing. I need you to talk to me. You can say, hey, you know, this sounds really intense and I see why you're stressed. I'm not the best person to advise you here. I hear you that you're overwhelmed right now. When is your next appointment with your therapist? So he or she can help you figure out how to manage this. And then if your brother says, I, I don't need a therapist. I just need you. Once again, you redirect and you say, you know, I'm not the, the best person to advise you. I think it would be in your best interest to get a therapist, a counselor. Well, I can't afford that. There's free services in the state of New York and every all the 50 states. There's free counseling services. There's free social working services. Please do check that out. So you constantly redirect them to helping them help themselves. I hope that helped, that question and answer session. I hope that helps you kind of work through ways and options that you can respond to your brother or anyone else that approaches you. And always know that you have power. Always know that you are in a place of choice, power, that you're not helpless, that you're not powerless. And you know, don't waste your time on blame, victimization, chaos, and drama from needy people and ev- emotional vampires who want to suck your light. Get healthy boundaries. That is the key. Get healthy boundaries. It's an act of self-love. Healthy boundaries are important for developing high self-esteem and emotional strength and resilience. Boundaries protect you from over-invasive people. You are teaching people how to behave with you, what behaviors are acceptable to you, and what behaviors are not. Boundaries also protect you from people who don't value, cherish, and respect your needs. Those people who expect you to drop everything for them, well, do they reciprocate that for you? If yes, great. You're in a 
reciprocal relationship. If not, not so great. So it's a good practice to let those kind of people, to let those people go in your life and not allow them to invade your boundaries. You need people around you who see you for your gifts and talents, who nourish you, who empower you and uplift you. So give them a chance. Give yourself a chance to be in healthy relationships with healthy people and set high standards. Boundaries work both ways. They create emotional health and are created by people with emotional help. So I hope this episode on boundaries, boundaries, the key to personal power helped you just kind of see what boundaries are. When do you have weak boundaries? When do you have strong boundaries? Scenarios for strengthening yourself, ways to navigate. Um, I love to talk about boundaries. It's a very important topic for people, especially in this day and age when we're stressed out and we have so many things to do. So boundaries are key to empaths, women, people who want to help, people who are in service, and people who just do too much. (laughs) So we definitely spend a lot of time on boundaries in the Shakti Power Mentorship. We spend a whole month on it specifically, but then we talk about it throughout the seven months. So if you're interested in deepening your personal power, fortifying yourself, creating a foundation of self-esteem, confidence, and courage, definitely check out the Shakti Power Mentorship and Group Coaching Program. Go to Shakti Priestess. And under Priestess Training, it's the first link. It says Shakti Power Group Coaching. So thank you all for being here. I always love to create powerful energy on this show because I know we are all connected. And when I'm reaching all of you, you're reaching other people and we create a vortex of strength, power, and feminine empowerment. Thank you for being um, such great loyal listeners, for your questions, for your comments, for asking about topics that you want to hear on the show. I'm in deep honor of being in service to all of you. So thank you again. And um, I can't wait to, to share the next Shakti Power episode with you. And thank you. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Shakti Power. Visit ShaktiPriestess.com to get all of the details about Zinnia's new Shakti Power Mentorship Program, a six-month mentorship where Zinnia personally guides you to awaken your power 